Chapter twenty five of your psychic powers and how to develop them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Libby Gone. Your psychic powers and how to develop them by Harroward Carrington. Chapter twenty five. The human fluid. The human body is charged with a certain magnetism which differs from all other forms of magnetism and electricity in the world. All other forces of which we have knowledge are non-intelligent, and have to be guided and directed by mind or by some law, in order to bring about any definite or desired result. It is therefore meaningless to explain the continued and consecutive movements of the planchette board or any similar instrument by saying it is due to magnetism, or to electricity, or to any similar power. These are all blind forces and must be directed, in order that any intelligent result may be obtained. The vital magnetism, which is present in the body, is also a blind force, but it is under the control of the subconscious mind, and under certain conditions, to be spoken of later, may be played upon or manipulated by external intelligences. In this way, the various results are obtained. Nature and Properties of the Fluid This vital magnetism appears to be fluidic or semi-fluidic in form, and capable of flowing from one organism into another. It is upon this principle that various magnetic cures are based, the fluid running from the operator's fingers into the body of the patient treated. That this fluidic energy is present in any human body may be proven in a number of ways. In the first place, the human aura, which I described in an earlier chapter, is partly a manifestation of this vital activity, the colors being the varying vibratory counterparts of the energy radiated. In psychometry, again, it is this vital energy which passes into objects, impregnating them with its fluidic properties. Each individual has his own peculiarly constituted and personal vital magnetism, and this differs from all others in quality and properties. A fully developed psychic is enabled to distinguish these, one from another, and a medium in a trance may be enabled to get into communication with a deceased person through or by means of this fluidic impression left upon it, as explained in the chapter devoted to trance. One or two practical examples or exercises may serve to show the student the reality of this fluidic emanation and how he may employ these to convince his skeptical friends also of its reality. Experiment to prove the existence of the fluid. 1. A very simple test is the following. Hang a dead black cloth over the back of a chair and see that no light falls directly on the cloth. The light in the room should be somewhat subdued and you should stand between it and the cloth, so as to throw your hands, held against the latter, into shadow. Now approach your two hands, one to the other, and touch the fingertips together, the hands being otherwise opened wide, palms turned toward yourself, and thumbs pointing toward the ceiling. In this condition you will probably find that as the first and fourth fingertips touch, the second and third have to be bent considerably to touch one another. The hand should be at a distance of about 3 inches from the black cloth and about 15 inches from your face. Hold the fingertips together for about 30 seconds. Then very gradually pull them apart and you will see, coming from and joining your fingers, streams of whitish misty vapor, which is the fluid connection between the hands, which you have established by the previous contact. If you move the fingers slightly up and down after they have been separated an inch or so, you will find that the stream or bands of light follow the fingers, still connecting them, which will prove that this is not due to a hallucination or to what is called persistence of vision. How to Magnetize Water 2. 
place two glasses of water side by side on the table. Over one of these, place the tips of your fingers, held together so as to form a point as much as possible. Hold these over the water in one glass for four or five minutes, willing that your vital magnetism should pass into the water and affect it. If now you ask a sensitive person who has not seen you perform the experiment to pick out the glass of water which has been treated magnetically, he will be able to do so almost invariably, and will tell you that the water sparkles as though charged with some effervescent gas. Life Preserved by the Human Fluid Some recent experiments conducted by a group of scientific men in Bordeaux, France, have proved conclusively that the human body radiates a form of vital energy which may be extremely powerful in its results. A lady possessing the power of projection or externalizing this vital energy in a remarkable degree discovered that by placing her hands for fifteen or twenty minutes daily for a period of two or three weeks over certain dead objects such as oysters, canary birds, fishes, and even larger animals such as guinea pigs and rabbits, she was enabled to preserve them indefinitely, that is, instead of decomposing as they ordinarily would have done, they dried up or mummified and were preserved for months with no changes whatever taking place in their substance. They never decomposed. Proofs of the Human Fluid This fact was fully endorsed by several chemists and physicians who studied her case, and they stated that this was due to the fact that the vital emanation coming from her body killed or destroyed the bacteria usually present in all these bodies after death. This could be traced with the microscope. For example, six oysters were allowed to decompose partially, while six were treated by her. The six that were treated never decomposed at all, but dried up or desiccated without any putrefaction. Now, when the other half-dozen oysters had partially decomposed and bacteria could be seen under the microscope, Madame X was requested to place her hands over the oysters and treat them. After fifteen minutes' treatment, they were again examined and found that thousands of bacteria had been killed. At the end of a few days, they had all disappeared, and the oysters dried up, and thenceforward no decomposition whatever was noted. This is a very striking proof of the reality of the human fluid and its peculiar action in certain cases. There is evidence to show, however, that in other instances its action is different from this, and that it imparts life and energy rather than proves destructive as in the above unique case. Many persons have the power of preserving the life of flowers by treating them with their hands in a similar manner every day, and the student might well try this experiment and to see what extent he can preserve the life of certain flowers. Others of a like nature being preserved at the same time by another person and under similar conditions to note the difference, if any, between the two sets. It is this vital magnetism which projected beyond the bodily limits under the action of the will is responsible for many physical phenomena, as we shall see in chapter 38. How Material Objects Become Charged by the Fluid Material objects, particularly of a sponge-like nature, such as wood, are capable of being charged up very highly by this vital magnetism, and when this is the case they become en rapport with the medium, who is enabled to move or manipulate them from a distance by his power of will, because of this vital fluidic connection. We shall speak more fully of this, however, in the chapter devoted to physical phenomena. It may be proved experimentally also that this fluidic magnetism is either capable of sensing pain or is the means whereby pain is carried from the nerve centers to the consciousness. Exteriorization of Sensibility Under certain conditions, the fluidic body, which is the inner part of the physical body and acts as its double, may be hypnotic 
and magnetic processes can be removed entirely from the physical body, in which case it may be set upon by the suggestion from others present at the time. For example, Colonel Albert de Rochas of Paris succeeded in entirely disengaging or separating the fluidic body of his subject from the physical body, and gradually removed it to greater and greater distances until it stood several feet from the entranced subject's physical organism. He then pricked the surface of the fluidic body with needles, and the sleeping subject experienced these sensations of pain in her own physical body at the spot or point exactly corresponding to the point picked on the etheric body. Repercussion This seems to show that there is a direct vital or magnetic link between the etheric and the physical organisms, and that injury done to the one reacts upon the other by means of what is known as repercussion. This is a very significant fact when we remember that in materializing seances, it sometimes happens that the figure is seized or in some way injured by the sitter, and that the entranced medium is injured in exactly the same way that the materialized figure is injured. This fact has long been known to experienced spiritualists. This curious fact also has great significance and throws an interesting sidelight on many of the phenomena of so-called witchcraft. We know that many of these stories relate that the witch, assuming another form, visited other scenes or localities, and if cut, shot, or injured there, she herself was found the next day to have these exact injuries, though lying in her bed at some distance from the scene of the event in question. Such stories certainly appear more credible when we take into consideration the above facts, for both sets of phenomena seem to depend upon repercussion. How the human fluid may impress photographic plates the human fluid may also be proved to exist by means of photography. If a sensitive plate be wrapped in black paper and the hands of the psychic or medium of suitable temperament be placed upon it, the fluidic radiation coming from the hands and fingers will influence the plate through the enveloping black paper, and the impress of the hands will be found upon the plate. This can only be accounted for by supposing that the fingers became in some way radioactive during the experiment. Many psychics can go further than this, and can impress upon the plate an image or figure of their thought at the time. Thus, when holding the plate between their palms, or on their forehead, or against the solar plexus, and thinking of a sheep, a cat, a chair, etc., the image of a sheep, cat, or chair is impressed upon the plate. Experiments such as these may be tried by any student, and are of extreme interest and also of value scientifically when they are successful. It is to be hoped that many readers of this book will try experiments of this character and report any results they may obtain. End of chapter 25